Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for December 31st is Revelation chapters 19 through 22. We are finishing the Bible today. We've read it together in chronological order, and now we are coming to the fulfillment in yesterday's reading, chapter 18. The great Babylon fell, was finally judged. It is the end of all time, and now the people and all of creation is worshiping. Hallelujah, salvation, glory, and power belong to our God because his judgments are true and righteous, because he has judged the notorious prostitute, or perhaps your translation says the great whore who corrupted the earth with her sexual immorality, and he has avenged the blood of his servants that was on her hands. There is a corruption of the things of this world, of the leadership, of the different spaces in our society. The enemy has perverted and corrupted the education system, the government system, even the financial system. All of the different systems that rule this world have been corrupted. There's a shroud of confusion over them, and people are indoctrinated by them, and it won't always be this way. The world will be delivered, and we, the people of God, will be set free, whether it's in this life or in the next. And it will be a great and glorious day, and we will praise him all the more in the future on that day when we are free from the persecution of the corruption that seeks to hijack the truth and repress the freedom that comes from the actual truth. Verse 7 says, Let us be glad, rejoice, and give him glory, because the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has prepared herself for him. The church of Jesus Christ is the bride of Jesus Christ, and we have a job to do. We are to prepare ourselves for him. We are to mature in him and become righteous as he is. No groom wants to marry a dirty, filthy bride who is wrapped up in the lust of the flesh, who is seeing other men. And it should not be for the church either. We need to cleanse ourselves of all the idolatry, the love of the things of this world, the sin that so easily entangles and run after him, the author and perfecter of our faith. In verse 11, John sees heaven open and a rider on a white horse whose name is faithful and true. He is the word of God and the word of God, which appears like a sword in the spirit, comes out of his mouth. It's protruding from his mouth, and with it, he's able to slay all of his enemies. The people of God need to be like Jesus in this way. We need to memorize the word and use it to fight spiritual battles, to break the curses of the enemy, and to set the captives free. In chapter 20, Satan is bound, the great dragon, by an angel and thrown into the abyss. And the abyss will be closed and sealed, and Satan will remain there for 1,000 years. Now imagine what the world would be like with Jesus literally, physically reigning on a true government throne 
from the city of Jerusalem, reigning over the entire world. And Satan is not in the picture to distract us. People will still have flesh, but they won't be tempted in the same way by an enemy who's continually trying to steal, kill, and destroy. Many people think this thousand years is metaphorical, and perhaps it is, but I believe it's a literal 1,000-year period. Because in this couple of paragraphs, 1,000 years exactly is referenced multiple times. John could have said, for a very long time, or used some other vague language, but at least four times in four verses, he says 1,000 years. I believe this 1,000 years is the culmination of God's plan for humanity, and it correlates to the Sabbath day rest, the end of the week, and it's the day that God set the example for us when he created all things. He took day seven off and rested, not because he was tired, but he was setting for us an example and prophetically showing us his plan for all of us. After the thousand years is complete, Satan must be released for a short time. But at the beginning of that thousand years, there would be the first resurrection. Those who died in Christ will be resurrected to life and they will reign with him. And the rest of the dead, those who departed this world not clothed in the righteousness of Christ, will not be resurrected during this time. Blessed and holy is the one who takes part in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and they will reign with him for 1,000 years. This is the promise made to believers, to you and to me. If we die before Jesus returns, we will be resurrected and we will reign with him on this world in physical form for 1,000 years while Satan is locked away. In verse 7, when the 1,000 years are completed, Satan will be released, although for a short time and there will be a huge spiritual battle that will end with fire from heaven coming down reigning upon the enemies of the Most High God as they seek to storm the holy city of Jerusalem and take back from Jesus his kingdom that he's inherited. At the end of that battle, Satan is thrown into the lake of sulfur and fire where he will be kept forever, perhaps even totally annihilated, and then there will be the second resurrection for those who did not honor God and did not reign with him and did not embrace the truth. Each one will be judged according to their works. Death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into that lake of fire. Then there will be a new creation, a new heaven, and a new earth that will descend that will come down out of heaven, it will be new because the past heaven, the, the one that we consider to be heaven now, and the earth that we live on now will be gone. It will evaporate. It will be burned up like fire. The new city will be a square, 12,000 stadia across, which comes to just under 2 million square miles. That is half the size of the United States put Texas and Alaska together and throw in some more. That's a huge portion of land that will be the size of the new creation 
There will no longer be a need for the sun or the moon because the Lord God himself will be there and he will be the light. There will be no more death. There will be no more night. And God will wipe every tear from the eyes of those of us who are there with him. The time is coming soon, my friends. Let us all get ready. Let us read the word, study it for ourselves, hide it within our hearts. May it change us. May we become as God is. I pray that you would love him and that he would bless you abundantly as we together forward and further his kingdom on this earth. God bless you abundantly and draw you close to his heart. Happy New Year. Have a prosperous and glorious 2024.